With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to the Saturday Night's Triumph Over Targeting podcast. I'm your moderator, Ella. Tonight we have another interesting guest. Um, if you are new to the call, please stay on and we will get you some additional support, some additional talk shoe podcast numbers and some helpful links and websites. This is a solutions and educational-based podcast. But the views and opinions of my guests are not necessarily my own personal views or opinions. My goal is that everyone can obtain something out of tonight, especially feelings of empowerment. If you have any suggestions, comments, questions, or need of additional support, or want to make any recommendations for guests, please don't hesitate to email me at tiangel2016 at gmail.com. So uh, Conrad's on the line. Um, again, thank you so much for coming on, and this is a perfect night for you because this is an activism night. So I'm glad you could come on tonight. Yeah, it, it definitely is a, a very nice night tonight, and it's amazing to go ahead and be on the on the show, Ireland uh, and everything. Uh, I happen to go ahead and run my own uh, organization, the Center Around Awareness and Recognition of the term called predatory gang stalking and everything. And I'm actually going on a hike uh, either sometime this year, hopefully if uh, time can be constrained to, to reach a goal, or uh, of course sometime uh, next year, but really aiming towards that uh, this year goal, goal mark of April 1st to start a, a walk for awareness. Yeah, that's great. You have some websites, and I found them when I first found the community. I was really impressed with yours. I actually ordered one of your bumper stickers. I thought the, the way they were set up visually was really interesting. And I oh, yeah, well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, a lot of that is uh, there for people to go ahead and re- and uh, re- really represent. It's called swag. Uh, you know, this swag is uh, there to uh, really go ahead and help spread awareness in a very lighthearted, empowering type of uh, fashion. Uh, for victims, and not just for victims, but for people who uh, understand the, the the distress that stalking can go ahead and bring across any across stressing across victims across a wide spectrum, right? You have a, I don't know if it's your phone. It's a little staticky. I don't know if it's your mic or um, maybe you can. Uh, it, is it a little bit better now? Yes, it is. Thank you for checking on that. All right, fantastic. Okay, so um, do you want to go ahead and give your websites? Because, again, I really like those websites. Uh, excuse me? Will you uh, give your website addresses again for, for oh, people? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's stalkgangstalking.org. I definitely do go ahead and encourage uh, following on social media, most importantly. This allows uh, one to uh, go ahead and start following a outlet or a arm within the uh, movement and uh, one that uh, is from a, a victim for about five years, and uh, of course, not that it's a competition or anything, uh, but one with a, a, a good nature in mind is currently astroturfing and gang stalking communities are ca- causing a lot of issues, right? But uh, nonetheless, really, most that's stopgangstalking.org. Okay, well, thank you. And I'm really excited that you're also going to be walking across America, and we had David Voigt's doing it. 
And what's going to happen with David, guys, is uh, when it warms up a little bit, he's actually going to bike across America. So you'll be the walker and he'll be the biker. Um, he actually walked halfway across, but he had uh, several deaths in his family that were untimely, so he's going to be starting over. Um, so yours begins, you're going to start yours, if all goes well, April 1st, is that correct? On April 1st. Right now I only do have $60 of the $10,000 goal of uh, what's planned. Definitely it's going to go ahead and be something that's really fun and lighthearted, uh, centered around uh, really uh, utilizing technology to and social media to spread the word, not just the walk itself, but all the publicity that can be surrounded around the walk, especially when combining social media and stuff like that. I'm really excited to to uh, get there, and uh, hopefully this year we'll see, but if all else, of course, next year is uh, another option as well, right? Yeah. So we're hoping we're shooting for. April 1st, and I know you have a GoFundMe page, um, and one thing I appreciate about you, you have a list, you show exactly where the money is going to go, and you're going to be very transparent and show all everything that you are purchasing and, um, you know, do full disclosure about costs. So uh, they always appreciate that. I know that, you know, people can Exactly. Know. It's not published quite yet to be transparent there, but uh, it, it, there is definitely something that's assembled there in regards to a shopping list and uh, breaking down where all the money happens to go ahead and go. Um, you know, something that's definitely somewhat high-tech is uh, is is uh, requested so just for the connectivity to social media, but most importantly, supplies are the most needed. Yeah. You know, maybe we can talk to some stores and see if we can get some discounts or something like that. Yeah, there's all types of sponsors that are out there, but, yeah. uh, you know, definitely in high hopes that something like this can, will go ahead and be accomplished. If not even this year, then absolutely next year. Okay. Um, there's a couple of people in the chat room saying that it's not populating your website. I know you know how to fix those things because I see your history of your employment. So um, they went to gangstalking.org? Yeah, that's stopgangstalking.org. StopGangStalking.org. Okay. Okay. I might have misunderstood it. Okay. And don't you have StopGang... I thought you had two. You have the .com, right, as well? Oh, no, no. No, StopGangStalking.com is a separate entity. Okay. Uh, but the organization is Stop Gang Stalking Awareness Group. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe um, just so people can get familiar with you, because people kind of like to know who's going to be representing us and and where they're going to be donating money and things like that. Can you, you know, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you were uh, born in Illinois. You live in Arizona, and you kind of have a history uh, 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 in media, it seems like. You've done, um, I know you've worked, you've been a webmaster. Um, You worked at Uber. Uh, You were a billing analyst, um, business development specialist. You know, so you have a... uh, you have a, an interesting background, and like you really know your your. Uh, yeah, it looks like you did a little bit of some research and everything, and that's always appreciated and whatnot. Um, yeah, definitely in regards to my own self, I'm a, an entrepreneur. I've been a victim of predatory gang stalking or just stalking in general uh, for it's been about five years. And even though I may sound very chipper right now, this is just, of course, a, a posture, right? Uh, we all go through postures in life and hang our problems at the door in, in, in anyone's endeavors, right? Uh, regardless of that, uh, you know, this is a matter that happens to go ahead and uh, bring along a, uh, you know, a serious re- 
requirement for some solutions that need to come into place. And re awareness and recognition is really what's required uh, to really make a difference here. Uh, there's a lot of problems with astroturfing and uh, fake victims and trolls that have stepped within our communities uh, to go ahead and uh, really uh, dissuade or discredit the community and also uh, almost muddle the community and uh, dilute it. But uh, luckily, you know, there are still good souls that are there, uh, such as myself and, of course, uh, others who are out there and whatnot. And uh, you know, so I've gone ahead and started a uh, organization that is centered around spreading awareness and recognition. And, of course, um, you know, I've gone ahead and uh, signed up to go ahead and go on a walk, uh, much like David Vokes, uh, who, to uh, go ahead and spread awareness and recognition of these types of matters, right? Um. So how long, when did you first get targeted or when did you become aware of being a target? Uh, I mean, it's definitely, uh, you, it, it was right uh, when I happened to go ahead and start to uh, become targeted, right? I initially thought I was going to go ahead and get shot in the head, but uh, luckily happened to go ahead and protect myself uh, accordingly and uh, and didn't get shot in the head, and maybe not luckily, but uh, then, of course, became uh, an actual victim, uh, a more uh, a victim of targeting and the centered around stalking and surveillance in particular. Mm -hmm. um, how long has this been going on for you? Or do you have a pretty firm idea? Uh, yeah, it's, it's been about five years or so, four or five years. Okay. Okay. Well, um, there might be some people. It's kind of quiet tonight. It's, it's, it's kind of an earlier call. Um, if somebody has some questions, we star eight. And let's see. Okay, southeast of Arizona. Someone in your neck. Hi, Arizona. Hi. Thanks uh, for this call. And I didn't catch your caller's name. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's still, it's still a little muffled. Uh, Conrad. Okay. Say that right? Conrad. Krug. Yes, you're fine. Okay, so Conrad, um, did you do anything that you can think of that caused? Did you whistle blow? Did you define something, uh, a crime that started uh, the gang stalking that you know of, or did it seem to come out of the blue? Well, I mean, really what happened to go ahead and occurs, I happen to go ahead and encounter problems with those who are well-connected, right? Uh, practically happen to go ahead and have a conflict of interest come up with someone I knew's son and threaten someone's son to, um, or I just happen to go ahead and have a conflict of interest happen to go ahead and come up, right? Uh, with that being said, uh, you know, this caused me, it caused a campaign to discredit oneself to come to fruition. Uh, this campaign did not go ahead and succeed, much like it can succeed in just a few uh, weeks and even, uh, you know, a day or so, right? And has, of course, now escalated in fashion, especially with myself now uh, an activist and have uh, become a, have reached a point of awareness as well of the scenario. Of course, early on, I always knew uh, it was a high-tech surveillance situation, but much like how a lot of other uh, iterations can come to fruition, so there can be a problem putting a, a term to it, which is 
you know, just a combination of all different types of criminology types of terms, like stalking and harassment, surveillance, all that good types of stuff, you know. Well, um, do you think there, um, do you think this might be in regards to insurance money or just to silence you? Insurance money? I wouldn't necessarily say that. Uh, there can go ahead and be, of course, co monetary conflicts of interest that can come up that can cause the first person to be targeted. But, uh, you know, people don't hear about this because you know, they were done. it was done correctly, right? If, a, if you hear about someone committing a crime, that means that they didn't commit the crime properly. Um, you know, unfortunately, with stuff like gang stalking, there's a lot of leeway for mistakes. But um, regardless. Well, thanks for answering our question. Are you good there, Arizona? Did you get the information? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to leave you unmuted because it's like he's the Arizona too, and I don't want to mute the wrong person. So maybe. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm out, of, I'm out here in Phoenix. What part of Arizona are you located in? I'm in Tucson. Oh, out in Tucson. Okay. Yeah, I'm a bit familiar. Yeah. Wonderful, okay. wonderful. Uh, nonetheless, it was nice uh, answering your question there. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to come to South Carolina. Hi, South Carolina. Oh, that's okay. Thank you anyway. Um, I, I think my question's been answered. Thank you. Okay. Oh, I'm glad you got through. Yeah, thanks for fixing the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know... Good. I've been talking to TalkShoe, and I explained that people, you know, I told them about the looping problem where you put in the number and it says there's no call. Right. So hopefully they got it worked out. The last uh, correspondence I had with the support was yesterday, so hopefully they got it worked out. You did good. You did good. Yay. Wow. Makes me happy. Okay. Ooh. Okay, so I'm going to come to Virginia. Yes, hi. I have a question. Hey, good evening, everyone. I googled the com website, and at the very um, top of it, it has freedom from covert harassment and surveillance, and it gives their website. And I'm wondering, do you have other, um, other networking and support activism websites that you might be adding? Now, are you on StopGangStalking.com or StopGangStalking.org? StopGangStalking.com. Ah, that might be the reason why. My website is StopGangStalking.org, a bit separate than the .com version. Okay, org, O-R-G. .org, yes. Okay, well, thank you. I just wanted to know. Thank you much. Yeah, no problem. Okay. I'm going to come up to Oregon. Hi, Oregon. Hi, Conrad. Um, I hi. Have a, hi. I have a question about how you're preparing yourself for this walk, and also uh, what uh, course are you taking? Like, are you taking the Pacific Crest Trail? 
um, which I don't think you get much notice on that trail because it's a hiking trail pretty much. Uh, I think it's in the in the woods and the forest and stuff. So I don't think you're doing that trail. But what, uh, well, that's why I was wondering, uh, you said you're coming up the Pacific Coast. So what, um, what, what course are you taking? Like, uh, you know, will you be walking along the freeways, the... Uh, the corridors of the freeways, uh, the service roads of the freeways, or how uh, you haven't mapped out yet? Because I, I would I imagine you do because it's coming up. You said April. So, in April, in April, and, and by May, March first is where everything's planned. They go ahead and have a lot of uh, a lot of these uh, types of matters to be iterated and published online, such as a you know plan of where I'll be walking, uh, and, and as well as like a shopping list. Uh, so. But in regards to the route that I will be following, I will be, for the most part, be following the Pacific Crest Trail, or what's called the PCT, uh, with weather permitting. Of course, if weather permits a certain alternative route, there may be an alternative route, uh, but there will not, it will not be similar to David Vokes' walk in which he followed the roads that were adjacent to the American Discovery Trail. Uh, this will actually go ahead and be on a hiking trail uh, in the woods uh, with with uh, camping and uh, primarily camping as a form of uh, form of staying. In, excuse me, as a form of rest instead of hotels, right? How have, you, how have you been training for it? You know, apparently it's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, walking every day and a lot of, uh, you know, uh, physical endurance uh, capacity so you can walk, you know, say 15, 20, 25 miles a day. Um, and how long do you think it will take you? Because I know that, um, are, you, are you doing the trail up to Canada? Yeah, it's, it's a route actually literally from the Mexican border all the way to the, to the Canadian border. So it goes border to border, uh, all the way south to north. So it's really cool like that. And, uh, you know, it kind of has a little bit of a symbolism of uh, uniting. But to be honest with you, to answer your question on how much training, of the, as much training as the youthfulness of my body has provided, to be honest with you. Of course, uh uh, I, I'm not necessarily in the most pristine type of shape, but uh, really uh, hiking across the country if you're in a decent health is more of a, a battle over your mind versus a battle over your body, right? And any get, any victim can also probably resemble or kind of, uh, you know, kind of understand that type of feeling of, you know, a battle over your mind and being able to conquer that. Absolutely, absolutely. I definitely understand that part. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's, it, uh, it would be good to get a good amount of physical conditioning in any way so that you don't um, uh, get injuries. So uh, no, I, I agree with you about the battle of mind versus body, but you don't want to get injuries. So it would be good to uh, kind of... Um, um, Kind of uh, condition your body so that it knows it's gonna uh, be doing a lot of miles and it can take it, it gets used to it, you know. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, their training can go ahead and help, but also a good stretch and a 15-20 minute stretch before going on a trek and a half always helps out as well, right? But um, 
Yeah. Injuries is something always to go ahead and be aware of, and especially as a victim. Uh, You know, injuries are something that uh, uh, can be taken advantage of or exaggerated, especially if a a stalking victim happens to go ahead and have the radiological weapons used in correlation. Uh, But that is definitely something that's very, very true to go ahead and think of. Yeah, and, and to be able to protect yourself along the way and understand it's going to be more challenging for you because you're getting targeted. So, you know, uh, just uh, just think about supplements. If you'd like, I, I, w- I would be happy to have a conversation with you on the phone. I, I, I've trained for lots of marathons over the years, and I, I was in uh, extreme training mode uh, years ago for, for, for uh, races, for, uh, and uh, I had to really... Uh, I really had to uh, kind of beat the odds, you know, and, uh, and there was mind training, it was uh, a very heavy, deep discipline, and uh, I did a lot of things, it was comprehensive, uh, so if you would, uh, I don't know how, how um, much experience and knowledge you have, but if you like, I would be very happy to uh, have a chat with you on the phone and give you so much tips, give you some um uh, information that I have that may, may be useful for you. Perhaps, perhaps, yeah. Uh, you know, any information absolutely does go ahead and help out there. What did you say? I'm sorry, I said that any information definitely does go ahead and help out there and whatnot. Okay, okay. Well, you can, um, uh, I can, if you want my phone number, I'll be happy to, uh, give it to you now if you'd like. <laughs> no, it's it's all right. Uh, if you do go ahead and search me online, you can go ahead and get in contact with me on social media, uh, on Facebook, Twitter, or, uh, you know, other types of matters, and I- I'll be able to go ahead and hear from you. Okay, okay. Okay, good luck with everything. Yes, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your question. Yeah, he's on Facebook. Uh, he's the only one, thank goodness, so he's easy to find. Um, okay, so Cece, are you unmuted now? Yep, I'm un- unmuted. Um, I wanted to ask him, has he been hit by directed energy weapons or extremely low frequency waves? Uh, I get hit in the head and then the body, um, uh, you know, sometimes it's in waves and sometimes it's, it's in like uh, beams, like uh, thin beams about as big as a pencil hit my head. Um, it's pretty profound. It hurts like hell. Uh, and then one night I was sound asleep and I got hit in the chest with something. Uh, I don't know if it was, um, you know, some sort of electro electrical wave or uh, it felt like somebody just punched me in the chest. Yeah, and woke me right out of my sleep. I was, and I, I remember thinking, what the hell? Like, how are they able to do this? I mean, that that's these are just short little descriptions of what I go through. And um, you know, uh, in the beginning, I don't think I was getting hit by directed energy weapons, but in the last couple of years, I've been. So, are you getting that too? Uh, so in regards to myself being a stalking victim and everything, uh, definitely the utilization of direct energy weapons and psychotronics is a very huge aspect. Radi- uh, radiological weapons is another term as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
this has been a huge component for literally ever since it happened. I started to become a stalking victim. Is uh, the utilization of radiological weapons because uh, this allows a leverage of control over a stalking victim that literally uh, leaves only a person's deepest, most inner thought the remaining to be uh, influenced and controlled. It's very sick. It's very cynical, right? Uh, with that being said, I have ga actually gathered the massive proof and the documentation of the utilization of this type of weaponry. There's a lot of science that uh, still needs to go ahead and be conducted in society as a whole. And uh, if you go ahead and go out there and try to find an expert who will publicly speak about the real-world operations, about these types of weapons, you won't find any. If you go ahead and search psychotronics expert, you might find maybe a, a college professor who has some knowledge of how radiation can impact the human body, but to find someone who understands, oh, yeah, I was sitting there, I was setting up vans up outside of people's houses, bugging cameras, we were sitting there running road convoys, microwaving these fools, we've been doing that stuff for years. You won't find anybody who has that type of experience on either side who has, excuse me, but the, the cojones to go ahead and publicly speak about it. And it's a huge need. There's VIPs who are concerned about this stuff. There's companies that are concerned about this stuff. But everyone's too scared and in fear to talk about this type of stuff. Um, you know, and, and to, you know, really go ahead and try to solve a problem. But uh, nonetheless, uh, as myself as a stalking victim, yes, these types of weapons are used in uh, extreme fashion. And, and have you had any dream manipulation? Have I ever had dream manipulation? Yeah. Uh, I definitely happened to go ahead and noticed uh, my dreams being influenced to a certain regard from the utilization of radiation, from, uh, from radiation exposure. Yeah. Yeah, I've had the dream manipulation, but I've also been interviewed in my dreams. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ella. Is it more like I call it interrogation? Yeah, it's it. it uh, yeah, it's an interrogation, but it uh, they come across nice. They ask me nicely. They they don't you know they don't get um, mean at me in my dreams when they're when they're interrogating me or they're asking me questions, and these questions are directly related to my workers' compensation claim. And okay. So, well, so, uh, this, now, that's why I feel dream I'm sorry. Go ahead. Dream influencing can happen due to exposure of radiation, right? So when you're sleeping, uh, what happens is while you're sleeping is you're exposed to certain types of radiation that happens to influence your dreams. Now, this radiation that a person is exposed to when a person is victimized in this type of fashion can be tightly controlled and isn't just like a single band or a single wave that's just you know, just buzzing or, uh, you know, being emitted at a person, but it's tightly controlled. Now, with that being said, what this can do is it can bring an influence to a person's dreams that perhaps could make you think that you're, that part of your dream in which you're answering a question is yourself, but perhaps is actually something that's used to brainwash you. Or actually, perhaps the radiation is... Uh, going ahead and you're hit, being hit with radiation 
and your dream is influenced, but what is actually being created is your the creation of your own mind also soaking in the radiation exposure, right? No, I, no, I can guarantee you I'm actually being interrogated. It's not... Um, it's not influencing. They're able to get into my head and ask me questions, They're, uh, and they've done it on several occasions. And it, it, it uh, always has something to do with my back, um, uh, my medical history. Uh, it has, okay. it all, when I wake up, it has something. You know, I just sit there and I think, how, why don't they just ask me while I'm awake? Why do they have to do this while I'm yeah. sleeping? Um, but then also... They have um, uh, downloaded um, uh, things uh, like dreams into my head. They have technology, uh, 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 computer technology that downloads dreams into your brain. These are not my dreams. There's nothing about them that have anything to do with me. In fact, in, in a couple of the yeah, dreams, yeah, can be influ- in a couple of the dreams, dreams, by the way, number of different ways. In a couple of the dreams, I was actually. I thought I was a guy, or I knew I wasn't, but I played a male part. And in one of them, it had to do with military, um, uh, uh, military uh, uh, scenario. Actually, in more than one, it was military scenarios. So, um, and most of the time, towards the end, they make me uh, like in one. Um, in one, we were getting bombed, and. I was, and then all of a sudden, I was a little girl, and I was uh, screaming for my daddy. So it, they're very emotional. These dreams, they're awful. So uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, can definitely go ahead and be, um, you know, re- being a victim of all different types of stuff can be very rough. Yeah. I'm sorry going through that. You know, you can always call. I have. Um, a few women that really help me out. We give support to people. So anytime you want to call, please do so. Thank you. I'm sorry. I really am. I'm sorry all of us. But the, what they try to do is they try to hurt you emotionally because they also um, downloaded a dream where my sister's cat, which I love to death. I've been living with my sister now. Otherwise, I'd be homeless. Um and they downloaded a dream into my head where my sister's cat was uh, literally ripped to shreds and I was uh, trying to save him. Uh, I mean, it's just awful. And then I wake up and I'm so upset. So um, you just Your own mind can't even come up with your scenarios. It's so ridiculous. You know, I've had similar. Yeah. yeah, these are not my dreams. There's nothing about them. I've never had these kind of dreams, especially military dreams. Or dreams that I was being interrogated. I mean, they're these the they're um, you know I can't remember all of the questions, but they uh, the questions regarding my workers' comp claim happened two or three times, and it was directly related to my back, my medical history. Had I ever did I hurt myself before I was injured at work? You know that kind of thing. So that's why I say these uh, my targeting has has something to do with the corporate world. It's um it's almost like these insurance carriers have former um uh military uh or they uh, you know they used to have like Dr. John Hall said there's more people outside of our government with military clearances and clearances for all of these 
different types of technology than there are actually working in the government or in the military. So um, I wonder if there's a few of them or many of them making money on the side for insurance carriers and lawyers and and uh, private investigators. Um, but there's a lot of yeah, Cece, I hear what I understand. It's a theory that they're colluding, that there's a yes. collusion between, you know, these corporations, insurance companies, you know. And then some of these, it's, you know, I'm told, and I can't, this is only speculation because I've seen no proof, you know, that these private investigators have clearances and they they do these kind of things too, you know. Um, it's a multi-layered pyramid scheme, really, is what this is. My One of my friends who is a... Um, who is an advocate for injured workers, said there are uh, several, um, or she has heard that there are several former military people uh, working for insurance carriers. And that's probably why there are so many targeted individuals who are injured workers. So um, anyway, I'm sorry, I'm taking you right off subject here. and, And my subject was, my question really was, is, is he being uh, targeted with these weapons? Does he have uh, dream manipulation? Um, I, I wish that we could get people together that have, for example, dream mani- manipulation. For example, when he says they're influencing my dreams, I can tell you they're doing more than that. They're downloading programs into my head as I sleep. So. Um, okay. It's not influ. There's nothing influencing about it. They're literally downloading programs. These these uh, one dream I had. Uh, there was a police officer in my dream, and he was. I didn't know he was a police officer, and he was in shorts and a t-shirt. And then all of a sudden, something happened, and then the program literally from the from the feet all the way up to his shoulders. Uh, it was like it redressed him in um in a police officer's uniform so instead of tennis shoes shorts and a t-shirt uh i literally was watching this happen in my dream and from the feet all the way up it just kind of started uh, like inch by inch uh loading a different uh, uh set of clothing on him and and when i woke up i thought oh my god i saw that happen and and it was almost like they wanted me to see that it was um, technology, like a computer doing it, uh, redressing him. So it wasn't. That's one way to put it. Pardon? I said that's one way to put it. Yes, it literally redressed him, and then um, you know the dream went on. I won't tell you about the dream. The dreams are horrific that I endure. They're awful. They're they make me cry and oh my god it's awful I wish they'd stop oh Cece I'm sorry go ahead okay you want to call me and if this will be over in a couple hours you can call me okay okay you have my number and I have yours okay yeah, yeah. we'll talk okay okay hang in there Hey, Kyle. Yeah. I, hey. Well, Cece, I'm sorry that's happened to you. I get the directed dreaming, too, um, and, you know, it, it kind of goes along with I get interrogated and stuff like that. 
I think they can mix, you know, V2K, and then they have some kind of interface, you know, where they can either direct their thoughts through the machine interface and kind of mix it up with your own dream, or I think they can take other people's dreams um, and kind of send that signal so you get that dream. Um, so I experienced that too. I'm sorry. It's, yeah, it's, uh... it's really... Hard. I mean, sometimes they cut so me a break. Easy. Sometimes they cut me a break, and I don't remember oh. them, or they give me uh, not so bad dreams. But some of them have been malicious and heinous in nature. Yeah, I'll tell you some stories too, Fifi, that are I've I've had similar situations. You're not alone. Well, and that's why, like, I'm really glad we have people like Conrad and like David Boyd and. Jenny and all these people who are trying to, you know, bring attention to this matter because before anything is going to happen, people need to know this is going on. So him walking across America is going to be great for this, you know, for bringing uh, attention to it. And the word's getting out. Uh, everyone's noticing a shift in people. If I bring it up, you know, I know one person the other day actually knew what I was talking about. Um, so that was the first time that ever happened. So that's indicating to me that, you know, especially where I live, too, um, that people are starting to hear about it. So that's that's exciting, and, you know, we just have to keep on doing activism, and it's the best we can do to get us all out of this living hell. So, yeah. And to prevent from everybody, to prevent future generations um, for having to go through this. You know, I have kids. We have kids. People have children, and we don't want our kids and I our know. to go through and this. And it's going to get worse. You know, the more they do this to people, the more malicious these people are becoming. I mean, in all my years, I mean, I'm 53 years old. I cannot imagine doing this to someone. I mean, there's nothing funny. There's nothing science. I mean, it might be scientific, but it's awful. You know, people should volunteer for this kind of stuff, not be, not be unwittingly uh, um, attacked with this type of technology. Um, you know we have no control uh that's one of the that's one of the things uh that's most profound in my mind is I literally have no control over what they put in my head yeah and that's what's scary and that's why and and that's why i you know I worry about us as a community because look what happened to the last three or four shooters in the United States they were all t i they were all likely being had a barrage of directed energy weapons and horrific dreams and they and unfortunately i don't know i'm i i pray night and day i you know if i take my dog for a walk i talk to god and i stay close to god you know that's my refuge um and that helps tremendously uh but in the same respect i I'm it's such an intrusion. It's it's um I mean you're getting mind raped essentially. Yeah, I've used those same terminal that same terminology as well, CC. I agree. It's just a raping of your life, it's a rape of your mind, of your body with some of us. It's all, you know, it's it's uh intrusive is it's an understatement, you know, and yeah. You know, we as human beings, you know, we have this constitution that was put in place to protect us and it needs to be upheld. You know, we live in a world where, you know, everything is just 
I don't know. It's lawless. You know? It's lawless, absolutely. It, this is a lawless world. I mean, what's happening all... I mean, I'm not just feeling sorry for myself. I feel sorry for our world. I pray for our world. I pray for peace every night uh, all throughout the world because there are people all over the world uh, who are going through this who haven't had the opportunity to voice what they're going through like we do. We're on this phone call tonight. We have this phone call. It is, it is therapy. You know, it, it it helps. It's therapy. We get to share our thoughts and our prayers together. But there are people in parts of the world that can't pick up a phone and say, help, I need I need some uh, camaraderie over here because it's happening to me, too. So no doubt there's people in freaking forests, you know, dense forests that are getting hit with satellite weapons that are like, you know, they're going, they don't even have the first clue that this is, artificial you know they they probably think it's some sort of demonic thing which in fact it is it is demonic yeah it is even some people in america think it's you know demonic like so even some people around all this technology and they don't live in force you know they think that it's it's supernatural so And it is, it is, it's technology that is supernatural. It has supernatural capabilities. It gives men the ability to play God. That's right. You know, and it's very... Of course, with these types of weapons, in in a certain light, it can go ahead and almost mimic a supernatural fashion. Uh, Literally, if a person were to go ahead and go into a haunted house and have these types of weapons be used against them, a person could literally be convinced without any type of doubt that there were ghosts or some type of otherworldly being within this haunted house of sorts. But things such as chills down your spine, a swaying feeling that will sway you left to right, a warming or even cooling type of sensation that can go ahead and come up, a sensation of touch, a sensation of a force almost literally pushing you to go ahead and make one's legs shake. These are the types of things people have nightmares about when it comes to something like a haunted house. And it's a reality of what can happen today and a reality of what any individual's house can turn into. And it's just the stories that you don't hear about that are probably the most haunting ones. To be honest, yeah. Yeah. Conrad, I had a question. Please. Um, do you do you get V2K? Do I get V2K? Do you mean in regards to uh, microwave hearing? Yeah, like uh. Just, so, do I have microwave hearing used as a form of harassment within my stalking campaign, or a microwave yeah. speaker? Do you get it? Like, do you in your targeting? Uh, is part of my stalking campaign a microwave speaker is indeed used or uh, the technique of utilizing this phenomenon called microwave hearing uh, to further harass myself within the stalking campaign is absolutely uh, a significant component, yes. Mm-hmm. By the way, in mine, um, uh, I hear kittens all the time. Not all the time, but uh, when they want to... Um, they want me to go outside for some reason. Uh, they start the kitten crying thing. And I'll go out there and look all over for kittens. I've fallen for it several times. And uh, one time I saw a kitten, but there was something in me that knew that kitten wasn't there. Like I literally saw a kitten, and it looked real as 
as anything except instinctively I knew the kitten wasn't kitten wasn't really there. Okay. So um so they do the kitten thing with me and then um They've just started doing, and I discussed this with my sister because she's hearing it too. Okay. Um, oh, by the way, since I moved in with my sister, she's become a, a target as well. Um, uh, I'll sit in the living room, and it'll sound like somebody's messing with the front doorknob. And I got up, and, and I thought, who's there? And I looked out, and there was nobody there. And then I sat back down, and then it sounded like somebody was messing, like trying to get in the front door. And you get up again, and there's nobody there. And it happened to my sister a couple of times, and then it happened to me again last night. So that, I think, is V2K. So it's not voices, but it's kittens and... It you know, sounds like drone. Yeah, I get that a lot. It sounds like my own front door, but yeah. I know I know there's nobody there. Mm-hmm. So they just want to... Mm-hmm. And then I get the phone call, hang-ups. I mean, I get a plethora of tactics, but yeah. interesting, though, isn't it, how they can do this? It's just a game. Mm-hmm. It's a funny little game to 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 mess with us. To I, I, I think in that respect, those parts are just juvenile. Um, and we learn to, um, how do I want to say, we learn to, I, well, I tell myself there's nothing I can do about it, so I have to accept it. And now I just sit on the couch and I listen to somebody play around with the doorknob that's not really there. Well, see, see you can. There's lots of there's defensive mechanisms. You know, I think what what helps me most because I experience a lot of the terrifying things you do to treat this like a disease. Um, I know that it's people doing to doing this to us, but you know there are ways to uh, you know. To yourself into less of an antenna, you know, to defend with, with passive materials and electronic defenses, um, even stuff from like less EMF clothing. So if you treat it like a disease and you're trying to basically, uh, you know, reduce symptoms to that disease. Um, you know, I, I treat it like there's a juvenile or even if it's an adult, the person in their head is a juvenile and is literally sitting behind a computer uh, um, playing games with our lives. And uh, it's so juvenile. I mean, there's nothing scientific about making me think there's kittens outside or making me think that somebody's trying to get in the front door. There's yeah, nothing this, scientific about that. It's all you juvenile. Said it yourself, though, you said that this is getting sicker and sicker and what they're what they're the actually. Dreams are is, the dreams are heinous. The dreams are malicious. The torture, there's a there's a science to the torture, you see. So these people are crazy and they're sociopaths and they're actually developing a darker and darker torture protocol. So the science they already know. They already know how to, you know, do V two K to us and dream manipulation. But they're trying to develop nastier, nastier means to make somebody look crazy or to hurt them. So yeah. you see, like we're normal, so we're like there's no science involved in that. But these people are sick, so they see yeah. a science in torture. Like how how do you how do you drive somebody crazy faster and faster? You know, um, you know. So so I mean, but, but I, I just don't think they're going to succeed. You know, there's so many people becoming aware. Like you said, your sister's experiencing it, too. There are couples who are, like, you know, uh, targeted. So all these groups 
people start going in and saying what what maybe could be dismissed for one person, um, you know, we're building awareness and we will get there. You know, we will get there. And I want I'd like to add something. My name is Adrian, and talking about your cat, uh, when mine started up, um, they tried to get me to stab my cat to death, and I love. I mean, and I and had me running around naked like I was a crazy person in my house because I woke up with that. And, of course, I didn't do anything to my cat, but I had no idea what was going on and didn't for years and years. And what they're doing, I think, is trying to cause you post-traumatic stress so bad that um, your credibility is just wrecked. Uh, so you just got to hang in there. I've been like this since 1986, so you can live through it. I, I appreciate that, dear. Um, I There are mo- some times when I feel very, very strong, but there are times when, like, when they bring, uh, you know, when they turn me into a little girl screaming for my daddy. And oh, they then, did that to me, too. They did that to me, too. That was awful. That I mean, that was ter- That was awful. And then the, when they, in my dream, when they tore up my sister's cat, I was just, I was just, you know, it hurts. It hurts. Yeah, but you know, it was so real. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my, you know, I. I mean, there's so much more. There's so much more than these little tidbits that I'm conveying to all of you. Uh, there's so much more, but it's like a snowflake in an avalanche. Uh, you know. Someone's got a little battery noise. Please star six if you have that. A snowball in an avalanche is a. Yeah. It's a it's very a interesting way to describe it. Yeah. To, uh, the, you know, yeah, the momentum the of of all of this, uh, you know, happens to go ahead and bring a lot, and eventually uh, there will be a you know a matter of uh, where this momentum goes. This is a serious problem that requires some serious awareness, and it's not going anywhere. It's not uh, you know going to go ahead and go bye bye anytime soon, and it's growing at an exponential rate. Uh, with that being said, the utilization of not just stalking strategies, but also the usage of radiological weapons will continue to evolve and will continue to grow. And what this looks like, only time will tell. But it's definitely one thing's absolutely inarguable. It's not getting any smaller, right? These are technologies that even pave the way of things like e-drugs and potentially drug uh, uh, drug abuse and things of that nature in regards to radiological weapons. And there's all different types of uh, concerns that need to be brought up in regards to stalking and its associated techniques. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's all I wanted to ask you. Um, I appreciate the time, Ella. Okay, well, okay, Cece, we'll, um, don't forget, um, after the call, we'll touch base, okay? Okay. Um, hey, Virginia, I'm going to come to you, East Virginia. East Virginia. I was trying to get in, Ella, 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 I was trying to get in touch with that other lady that said Virginia because I'm trying to get a group together and have a meeting of all the Virginia people, and if that was a new person, I'd like you to get in touch with her and give her my telephone number. Do you know where it was or who it was? Um, she, she should be there. She's unmuted. Um, south and southwest Virginia. Yeah, is she still on? Yes, yeah, she is. 
Nancy. Hi there. Welcome to Virginia. If you can get in touch with me, I'm in Virginia Beach. Ask Ella or Linda or Derek. They all have my telephone number. Please call me. I'll be happy to. And uh, also, I wanted to say that uh, in Dr. Duncan's book, How to Tame a Demon, he has been asked a question about those bad memories and bad dreams. And yes, I about uh, PTSD symptoms and what some of the doctors are trying for those um, who experience that in war. But he said practical advice is to create new positive experiences, such as travel and spending time with friends and even volunteering. Antidepressant drugs can help, too, for self-survival sake. Getting your message out once, like in a book or Internet site, can help with catharsis. Do not focus on it and revisit the trauma over and over again. This is another choice that I must make. And I wanted to say that I got to the uh, proper stalking, stalking website and I clicked on the swag button. And you guys have awesome uh, bumper stickers and T-shirts and sweaters and hats and all kinds of um, things to be made aware. This is really awesome. Oh, cool. Thanks. That actually means a lot. Very. Amazing. They said to do to help with the dreams. I've had them. What they did was take the awful bad memories in my life and make them into dreams, and that was unpleasant. But I know that for so long, I've always known it was a mental harassment game. So when I wake up, I just don't try to think about it. They say if you play music, uh, play music during the night, let it stay on while you're sleeping. And if you have a fan and you can put it by your bed but blow it away from you, it helps to keep the rays away from you. So you might try that to that lady who was on. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Alice. I appreciate it. Um, okay. Definitely. And uh, what I was going to say is, Conrad, do you have a link that you can put in the chat? Are you also signed in? Um, or maybe I am not signed in at the moment. Uh, if you do go yeah. ahead and head over to facebook.com slash stop gang stalking, all one word, you're going to go ahead and come up to uh, the organization's Facebook page. You're going to go ahead and see a link that's posted. It was just posted at the start of this conference that goes to the GoFundMe page. You can go ahead and copy that link and paste that into the chat room for all to go ahead and see. Great. Some background noise, guys. I'd like to keep the room open as much as possible, so just be mindful. I know noises happen. It's okay. Just star six if you feel or if you think that uh, you're going to have some noises. Um, okay, so see what else, Conrad. Um, what successes have you had as far as bringing attention to um, the matters? I know that you're very you're a very involved actor. So I'd like to hear what worked so far for you. Your question: What type of work have I put in in regards to activism within the community thus far? Yes. Like what successes have you had? Uh, so I've gone ahead and had some pretty massive success. I've gone ahead and actually printed out a number of uh, pieces of swag and passed out stickers, flyers, and have got some really good attention. A lot of people go ahead and ask me you know, when I say, oh, yeah, here's a sticker, man, put it up somewhere. Like, what is this for, right? 
Um, I'll go ahead and go through a little bit of a spiel and talk to them about it. And most people are very, very positive about it and very uh, appreciative of being aware and being told about what's going on. Some people will just go ahead and take the second documentation, put it in their pocket, maybe go ahead and take a look at it when they're going ahead and changing it into their pajamas, and that's fine too, right? Is uh, you know something fun, lighthearted, and doesn't and allow the person to take a step away from their day if they need to, and if they want to ask further questions, you know. But um, but yeah, definitely some some massive success. Things that have come to fruition with uh, spreading awareness. Uh, out in Colorado, out in, across the country, and a, a couple different very light actions. Okay. Well, when you're ready to do this hike, um, I'll be behind you, and I'll help you do as much press as we can get together. Uh, yeah, def- definitely, definitely. Any support always helps out in regards to social media, sharing stuff on social media. Uh, right now, working on a do-it-yourself swag kit or toolkit, so to say. This allows someone to uh, print out their own types of swag, T-shirts, posters, stickers, uh, things of that nature, and distribute it, distribute them at their own leisure, right? Okay. One of the things I'd like to ask you is, when you realize this is happening, how does your family respond and your friends? And are they supportive, and are they on board with you? How are my family and friends? Yeah, when, I mean, do they do they know that you're uh, in the program? Do they know that you're being stalked? Are they aware of those? Is that? I'm very vocal, uh, exceptionally vocal about what's going on in my life. Okay, I, I imagine. Uh, so pretty much all my friends and family, for the most part, are indeed, uh, you know, pretty well aware of uh, what's going on. Okay, great. Well, you guys, I really hope that we can raise some money for him. And, um, you know, and I really appreciate that he wants to be so transparent. And I appreciate that about you. And you're going to do it at a bare uh, minimum cost. And um, so, um, yeah, again, I really appreciate um, what you're willing to do for us. And maybe some people can go out and meet you on the road. You know, they did that with you. Yeah, and that's great to hear. Of course, I do invite anyone who would like to walk with me, uh, of course, to come walk with me, of course. Uh, you know, this doesn't have to go ahead and be for the entirety of the walk. This can be even as much as just a day of walking, you know, 15 to 20 miles, depending on how mountainous the, the terrain is. Uh, you know, this is something that start, is used to gain momentum, to gain awareness, and to, you know, get some traction moving forward. So definitely a lot of fun stuff planned. Uh, see type of traction comes up within the GoFundMe page uh, and all that types of stuff. But definitely when uh, when this does go ahead and happen, it'll be it's gonna be awesome. Okay, so does anybody have any more questions for Conrad? And we can kind of open up the floor at that point. Okay, there's some questions. It on the course. Everyone's just anticipating beginning of it all. Um, so, how much do you need in order to actually get going? Uh, in regards to getting the walk going and moving forward, the minimum expectation I do believe is somewhere around five grand. Okay. But uh, definitely the 
uh, you know, really centered around the $10,000 goal to really make sure that donations go to the fullest capacity, having proper equipment and materials, uh, being connected to social media or, and things like that is crucial as part of uh, this awareness campaign, so to say. Okay. Okay, well, thank you again. I really appreciate it. And maybe if you want to come in and touch base with us, you know, I have my two main calls are Tuesdays and Thursdays, and they're much larger. So yeah, definitely. Um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and kind of give an update and um, say hi to people, you know, and try to do what we can to get your journey going. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll have to go ahead and uh, talk to you and stop by and say hi to everybody. Okay. Thank you. So as I said, you you, uh, you can stay on the call if you like. I was going to open it up and talk about a couple of matters. And, um, yeah, and I just, you know, welcome to stay or come back. Yeah. My Tuesdays and Thursdays calls, uh, they're, they start at 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific Coast time. Uh, so, yeah, please, you know, come back in on Tuesday and, you know, as I say, give a little update and say hi to that those people as well. And, you know, and I know Derek's aware of what you're doing, too, so it might be good to get on his call later and, and kind of give an update as well and kind of share your information and your ideas. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, thank you very much for your recommendations there and having me on your show. I'm sure I'll go ahead and uh, check up pretty soon and see how everything is going and, uh, you know, give you guys some updates and whatnot. Okay. Uh, with, with that being said, I'll probably go ahead and mute myself and kick back and uh, okay, great. enjoy the show while you guys go through, okay? Okay, thanks a lot. I got him straight talking with you and everything. Thank you for your question. Oh, you're welcome. Alice, will you say something? Yes, it's really, really important. I'm trying to get this on every call. Remember a few weeks ago how panicky I was? They were breaking in my house. There were about 10 or 15 firemen breaking in my house. They were putting a ladder up to the window. Do you remember all that stuff? I don't know. Who of us making that noise? Please, please, star six. The lines has been kind of loud since it's been kind of loud just from the beginning of the call. But they so just what happened out of that? Thank you. Well, let me tell you, I've learned this week they're doing it all over the country to a lot of TIs. And one in particular I just learned the other day was. They did it to this man. Well, first of all, for everybody to catch him up today real quick, my neighbor, Jennifer White, works for the Sheriff's Department. She's been blowing smoke in my ductwork of my home for months. And I thought, why is she doing this? It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Well, the smoke business was a setup. She broke the light on my patio. And one night... I came home, I guess I'd written a letter to the city manager, and I think he gave it to the sheriff, and all hell broke loose. When I came home that day at just about dark, there were four sheriff's cars in my front yard across the street, and there were four sheriff's cars in the back parking lot by my parking space, which faced my patio and my bedroom windows and my glass sliding door. Well, I was panicky. I thought, Oh, God, what are they going to do to me? They've already faked reports. They can put you in a mental ward any day of the week. So I just stayed up and left all the lights out and watched everything until about 1 o'clock in the morning. I was really tired, so I went downstairs and got a cup of coffee. When I came back up, I looked at the bedroom window, bathroom window. They had moved the fence, six-foot-high fence. They moved a panel, eight 
fake firemen came in on my patio. They were setting a ladder up to the second story of my townhouse and were going to climb in my house. I started screaming. I turned on all the lights and I blew. I keep fire police whistles and I blew all my whistles and woke up the neighborhood and screamed for all my neighbors by name. I said, get up, get up, get out here. Well, they all knew about it because they had moved their cars out of the way in the parking lot. They all knew about it, the parks. And two old red, old red fire engines were pushed up on my yard right against the patio fence. I started screaming at these men. I said, who the hell do you think you are? A few dirty words. I said, get off my patio. I said, I've got a hose hooked up, and if you don't get off, I'll hose you down with water. I said, you must be crazy. I don't have a fire of any kind. Well, six of them laid down on the ground so nobody could see them. (laughs) I started laughing now. It was funny then. I was scared to death. I call all my friends. Not one person would answer me on the telephone. A couple people did answer. I told them things. So they, these guys in the red uniform, old red, old red fireman uniforms they had on, went outside to these old red two fire engines, an old red truck. Then I looked down and there were two firemen in raincoat uniforms, old yellow raincoats, firemen raincoats. And they were spraying my house with black soot and water to make it look like there was a fire. I couldn't see that in the dark. So the next morning, of course, I looked at, well, they hung around. They were in the yard and the street, and I bet they were 25 or 30 men out there in all different kinds of uniforms and running around and God, I don't know what they were doing. It was dark. So at 5 o'clock when it started to get light, they started to leave and I saw my house was all black. The patio, the shrubs, the fence, everything was all painted black with that soot and water. So I went in the house and typed up everything to fax it to the governor, the firemen, the state police, everybody. And when I went outside, there were four black men on my patio cleaning all the soot off my house. And I went to them and I said, what the hell do you think you're doing? I didn't ask you to come here. You can't clean this off. I don't want to clean it off. I want to take pictures of it. They looked at me like, we're supposed to do this. That's what we're hired for. They were in three old black Jeeps, trucks, and cars, hand-painted black. They left, and I went over to send my facts and everything in the mail. And when I came back, they had returned and totally, completely cleaned every speck of black soot. It was gone. Now, here's the kicker. My friends and the NCIS and all the people I know that do it all say, do you have any pictures? Do you have any pictures? You don't have any pictures. You can't prove it. It didn't occur. I thought these are the craziest people I've ever seen. I said 14 of my neighbors moved 14 cars out of the way so they could bring all the engines and stuff into my house. I said, you must be crazy saying it didn't occur. 
So the social worker told me, she said, you write all that stuff to everybody and tell them they're going to say you're delusional and put you in a mental ward. She said what they came for was to start to pretend there was a fire, take you, say you started the fire, say you, Alice, started the fire, and put you in a mental ward. The court will appoint themselves guardian of my townhouse and take it. I would be living out in the street. I'm sorry that happened to you. One last thing, though, Ella. Here's the kicker. I couldn't find anybody and figure out what all this was about and what was going on. They were around here for five nights in a row, hanging around, harassing the hell out of me. That was November the 24th. This week they started again. They have been here every night for five or six nights in a row. I had to leave and go to a motel. I've had to hire people to stay with me. It's cost me a fortune. But the other day, one of the TIs that's famous on here, we've been talking for a long time, she told me, she said, they're doing that to people all over the country, and all the TIs are talking about it. She said, after you brought up yours, she told me there was a professor, a college professor in Connecticut. And they went to his house, sprayed it all with black soot, took him, put him in a mental ward, took his house away from him. So the day I called her and I said, can you find that man for me? Because some of the people up in Connecticut must know who he is. And let me talk to him and see what we can find out is going on. So Ella, for you and Linda and everybody, start talking around everybody and see if you can find that man and other people it's been done to. It is the craziest thing I have ever seen in my life. Yeah, it just sounds crazy, but, you know, anything's possible in the community. Well, it is. She said they're doing it to people around the country, and she said they, the police are allowed to do it, the fire department's allowed to do it, the sheriff's department's allowed to do it. Um, I mean, this is beyond crazy. I where in the world did they get all those old fire engines? Where they get all those old uniforms? The second night they included the second night they included five state troopers. Well, I realize now they weren't really state troopers. They just had old uniforms. They took pictures. They walked around my house all night long. You know, what I wanted to do, Alice, was have a little discussion with everybody. Um, you know, there are some other women, you know, it seems to be exceptionally uh, women, um, for the most part, that I'm speaking with. I know the community needs some help, and there's women out there who need some support emotion- emotionally and physically. <clears throat> if anybody has anything um, that they can offer, even if it's just, you know, a phone call, giving them a call, checking in on them, because some of them are in a really, really, really bad place. And well, I'll do it. Yeah, there's a woman in Texas. She's about to be displaced, and she's just uh, an incredible, intelligent, solid woman, and she's um, and then definitely needed some support and possibly renting a room if anybody's in the Texas I area. Room. Um, I have a lovely, great room in townhouse. You do? Yes. So does Karen. She has two. I have one. Um, I've been trying to find somebody all week. I had a social worker, and she told me, she said she was a social worker for 14 years, and she quit. It was so horrible. She said they did so many horrible things to so many people, I quit. 
well, she's renting, but she's renting too much. So she said, I'm going to move and I might move in. But she has a little girl, 10 years old, so she really should have her own place. And she's going to be in the gifted school next year and it's too far from me. But I really do need someone and would like them to have them. And also Karen and myself, and I think Amy will do it, and maybe Linda would do it. We want to set up what I call a crisis center, and we could make that our canceling center like you're talking about also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could give them a telephone number to call in if they wanted. Can you do that? We're working on it. You know, and my phone number is available 24-7, and Frank uh, out of Massachusetts, he does the same. Um, and then I have a couple of other women who, you know, contribute and take phone calls and uh, follow up and offer support. So if anybody wants to help do that, you know, you can always email me as well, the Angel 2016 at Gmail address. Um, but, you know, um, and there's also a few women who are in hospice or uh, assisted living and um, they're feeling very isolated. So I'm going to get the addresses to a couple of those women. One's in Arizona. There's a couple in Pennsylvania. Um, and, you know, if you could send them letters or... Uh, give them a phone call, as I mentioned. I think that would mean a lot to them. And, you know, I just think it's really important. I know we're all struggling, but I think the best, one of the best things we can do is uh, reach out to somebody else in the community or do some activism. It seems to keep me going. Um, and these women just really need help. They really do. I, uh, what I've, you know, just what I've heard and what women have expressed to me this week is, uh, you know, disheartening. So, um, and then another... Um, thing I wanted to ask is that Lauren, um, she has the human trafficking call tonight at 1130 East Coast time. Uh, her extension is 142-124. She's looking for guests. So if you're interested in being a guest on her podcast, you can email her at kwhitfield55 at gmail. And uh, again, it's K-A-Y-W-H-I-T-F-I-E-L-D as in dog, 55 at gmail.com. So if that's something that interests you, go ahead and give her an email. And then I know Jamie is uh, gearing up for some activism coming up soon, and she has a call on Sunday. And she's looking for people to come on, strong activists or people that are interested in participating. So it's 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and I hope you guys have a pen. Um, the conference, it's a free conference call, and her number is 712 712- 775-7031. Again, that's num- <clears throat> that number is 712-775-7031. And the PIN is 779-272-549. Uh, and again, that's 11 a.m. And so if you missed it or you're interested in and you think about it later, just you know, shoot me an email and I can give you the information. Let's see what else we have. And then Frank, I'd like to get him on and talk about this protest going on. Let's see, does somebody else have any announcements they'd like to make? Just hit star eight. Well, I'll do canceling and talk with people, but I need to buy a new telephone. And I was going to do it before. I got to get a new telephone that I can see. I can't see. She's put so many chemicals in here. I only have about 5% eyesight left. But I'm going to buy a tablet telephone this week, so then I will give you my number, and I'll be happy to talk with anybody. Okay, thank you, Alice. I really appreciate that. 
also need to maybe you or somebody or me do a little bit of teaching people how to do canceling because when someone comes on like tonight, they need to talk and then somebody else gets on and they start talking about themselves and all the problems of the world. Well, that doesn't help them any. Mainly, you know yourself, you're a canceler or know how to do it. You need to listen to them and then feed in some remedies. Like this business about playing music, everybody says that all the time, play music all night long, that interrupts their thinking. And also the fan is supposed to blow away the beams that come to you in your night into your brain. And it's something about the electricity and the wind that will affect that. And they've been talking about that for years. So there are two defense things she might be able to use. Well, yeah, not I'm going to give her a call as soon as the podcast ends and try to offer some support and some suggestions. Good. Okay, do that. I don't know if she'd take calms, those little calms, um, passion flower, homeopathic medicine. That's a muscle relaxant. I didn't tell her that. I forgot. But I know I've been to the dream bed. They took all the bad memories in my life and made them into dreams. Isn't that sick? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hold on just I think there was some other things I wanted to cover as well. If it can stay. Yeah. Go ahead. I hear somebody talking. Just set up my suggestion is maybe well, Neil and I kind of do this on Sunday night. We need a medical program, one night talk show, talk telephone for about medical stuff. Well, Neil and I do that pretty much on a Sunday night, and he does a good job of that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, we're okay there. Yeah. Um, so if anybody, in case someone missed the Anne Louise Gittleman call, that was on Thursday. Um, I'd highly suggest giving it a listen. I think I have this see here. Where did I put that information? Yeah, so she's on, I have a recording for her, and she's also on the YouTube channel. Um, she gave really excellent nutritional advice, and I hope that everyone can um, maybe take heed to some of her advice. I'm doing a juicing thing right now. I heard we need a detox, so I've been trying that. Have you done that, Alice? Yeah. Yes, I've been doing it for years, but some of the things he's saying are not correct, and they need to be corrected and get them straight. Are you talking about uh, Anne Louise? No, I don't know her. Who's that? I was to say, she is, uh, uh, she's a very well-respected author and nutritionist. She was on Thursday, so if you want to go on the Talk Show website, maybe you can give it a listen. She was excellent. You would really like her. Well, I'd been up all night the night before and hired this woman to stay with me who brought a six-year-old boy and 14 pieces of luggage, and that turned out to be a perk. God, it was awful. So I was dead the next night. I'd been up all night. But that's why I missed your call. But um, I forgot what I was going to say. Anyway, that's why I missed it. Um, But I think I've heard her before, and I know she's good. Yeah. She was on one time, a long time ago with Shelly, I think. Okay. But little things, like I shouldn't say anything, but Kyle means, well, he's, he's real good, but if you got to kind of figure a lot of things for yourself after you experience. If you use Epsom salt, I just use Epsom salt, 
And you don't need to use a half a gallon. Goodness sakes, no. Use a cupful. And you can soak it in hot water for half an hour. And sometimes I'll add baking soda. I don't know if that's good or bad. But then you just run off a hot shower afterwards to get everything off your body real well. But I did that the other day, and I felt terrific. And that type of foot bath soaking detox that Neil talks about on Sunday night is excellent. I used to go to the chiropractor and pay $35 for 30 minutes of that, and it is outstanding. I mean, it detoxes your body and gets out of this horrible-looking brown and black stuff in the water, but it really works. A Kyle, of people... are you there? Are you still unmuted? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, great. How are you? How's yours going? How are you feeling? I mean, it's good. It hasn't wiped it out, but it, it reduces symptoms. Like, and that's, uh, you know, I think that's what we got to work towards. And I know, you know, um, me and Alice disagree a little bit on this. You know, for the cleansing regimen, it does call for kind of overdoing the Epsom salt. That's the one thing it calls on overdoing. And it's, uh, you know, because it's supposed to, to de- detoxify the skin and your body, that magnesium sulfate. Um, and it's it's working really good. I mean, they're not disconnected from me. You know, I still... When I sleep, I get attacked kind of heavily still, um, but it's it's going in the right direction, you know. And that's what it's like, you know, CC was talking, you know, the, the best thing we can do, because it is people, you know, sitting and trying to automate B2K and automate remote neural manipulation. So it is people attacking us, but the best way to really deal with it is to, to treat it like a disease and to treat the symptoms get yourself thinking more clearly and stuff like that, and then you, we can deal with, you know, activism and court cases better, you know, have more energy to do that. You do. But, you uh, feel a whole lot better. You really are fantastic. I don't know if it's going to stop beams or anything, um, yeah. but Dr. Marshall says that you should do coffee enemas two times a week. He, ra- he raves about those. And I still think activated charcoal is excellent to get rid of metal. But the only thing that really, really gets rid of metal, they say, is the intravenous one, the EDTA. Now, well, you, you can buy tablets of EDTA, I think. And how else you get metal out, I don't know. I haven't studied that one very much. But he used to do the needle as a, as a cancer doctor in Norfolk. He does it for people all the time. But he does the intravenous EDTA to de- detox out the mineral, metal, metals. Right, and that's really important, especially if you're getting a lot of vibrations and things like that. Mm-hmm. Because uh, that's what they're vibrating in our body is the heavy metals. That's, that's kind of what the bentonite clay does uh, for the cleansing regimen. Uh, it acts kind of like a magnet to all those heavy metals and then gets it out of your system. And that lady, um, the lady that you interviewed, Ella, was it Ann was her name? Yeah, Ann Lucas Gittleman. Okay. Um, yeah, she said that coffee was awesome too. Yeah, she, she did. Yeah. 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 And then I have a friend who um, sells uh, some uh, some coffee that has a lot of uh, herbs and uh, in it. I can't think of what it's called. I have to get it. I'm, I'm in mind from blank anyways. Um, yeah, she did. She said coffee was good. And the cream of tartar, I forgot that. I went and took a little shopping list of some of her recommendations, but I forgot the cream of tartar. 
Yeah, and another thing she said that's very important that I'm going to start working on, you know, talk about the, the carbon-based paint. And there, you know, another Dave, not Dave Case, but um, another Dave was talking about how he gets a microwave shielding fabric that's carbon-based. Um, you know, so I think I'm going to I'm gonna work on that next. It's like a, a dark fabric that um, kind of has carbon fibers in it. Um, yeah, you need. Yeah, you do. You need to get in touch with that old man from Oklahoma that had his suits made. He wears his suits around all the time. He can tell you all about that. But what they put in? Excuse me for interrupting. I'll forget if I don't tell you real quick. But in the lining of some of the materials, I saw that stuff sold on TV one time. Somebody was selling it on the market channel, and they put metal flex in it, and the metal flex are supposed to rebel the beams that come into you. Yeah, and that's like a lot of the less EMF, the it has silverell in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's a fabric with the with the silverell. Like that really works for me. You know, I get the two skull caps and then two balakavas. I never say that right, but I put them all around my head, and it's like a fabric with the silverell in it. So I'm gonna try that same thing. Um, you know, with a carbon based with the carbon based fabric. Yeah, because she was saying that that really reduces EMF. Because um, we can't really, I mean, you know, I, I've, I've done the, you know, painting the outside and the inside of my house with aluminum-based paint, which, you know, nobody should do that because you're breathing in the aluminum as well as toxic fumes from the paint. Um, but, you know, it, it, did, it did block out a lot of the beams. Um, well, the expert on that is Connie, the lady from Maryland that worked for the FDA and had a Kate lawsuit. She was on the other night, first time she's been on. But she is an expert about a house, everything about a house. Mm-hmm. Well, Anne so, had a lot of good advice, too, you know, about getting, you know, turning off electronics at night. Um you want to turn off your Wi-Fi, and even she said, even turn off the breaker to your bedroom if yeah. at all possible. You know, so they can't use that that dirty electricity. You're unmuted. Yeah. Yes, West Washington State. Hi, it's me, Lonnie. Uh, I was listening to you the other night to the lady talking, and since you mentioned it again, I'll say uh, that carbon-based paint is called Y Shield. And you do get it from less EMF. It's very expensive for somebody who wants to dip. You don't get a you know a gallon with it. I'm not sure exactly how much it is. But I had a small bedroom, and I started painting. I used four cans of it, and I spent all that money, and it, it did not do anything for me. Um, at the same time, I know other TIs tried that too. We've been <laughs> we've been doing this this one for a long time. Um, also. You, uh, we were told now by our technical experts that unless you um, completely seal every little teeny tiny crack and crevice, you can't leave any, um, you can't brush it on and have any little white dots in there at all on a stippled uh, surface. So it's a very difficult ceiling, wall, floor, doors, windows, you know, everything has to be pretty well sealed. Also, carbon is something that you can't get it close, if you get it close to your plug, uh, you can be in trouble, you know, with uh, starting fires or something like that. So I know that there are there are problems with it, although I'm glad it works for her. Uh, she's not targeted like we are, so it may be a different situation. You might talk with people like uh, Peter 
or Dwight or, or Neil still doing his call, so that's a possibility too. But I do know that we've talked about it a lot over the years. Well, I don't know that I would paint it. If I saw this the other yeah. day on a restaurant that I go to eat, they have paneling in their restaurant decorating one end of the restaurant, and it is metal. It looks just like paneling, but it's a metal. It almost looks like a steel or a tin, and I wondered if that would work well. It's. I think that would be a great idea. And the whole end of that restaurant by the bar is steel that looks like paneling and you could just put that up on your walls and see if it would block everything yeah you can uh you can get like four by four uh like aluminum aluminum paneling um you know go to home depot or lowe's yeah four by eight sheets yeah i i did that at my house it worked really good to block out you know some of the ground weapon hits and I couldn't really get it above me because it was heavy, but um, it's like aluminum. It's like aluminum metal, or it's like a—I don't know what you call that. It's well, it's not like, looks like paneling. Yeah, 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 yeah. That does work Look, really good. Well, easy to put that on and up and down. If you didn't like it, you always take it off. But I one time I spent eight thousand dollars sealing up my house with silicone paint. And it didn't do a thing. I was sealing up chemicals, but it didn't stop that. So you have to be careful about what you do. But Connie seems to experience and done almost everything. So she knows a lot about it. Hello, can I ask a question? Absolutely. Okay, this is uh, Kay out in Cal- uh, California, and um, I'm trying to piece together all the different types of information. Um, and I may have the wrong information about uh, the, the black paint, but I was under the impression that you have to uh, paint an undercoat and then paint the black paint and then paint another coat on top of that. But I may be wrong. And... Um, Something else I heard, which I, I don't know if it's true or not, that you have to be careful because uh, you, if you use a cell phone or something else in the house, if you paint something like that, uh, you have to be careful that the frequency that you get you use from the cell phone has to get out. Otherwise, you'll stay in. But I don't know if that's true. Mm-hmm. And um, one other thing, this is a different thing, but um, I, I've been listening to all the conference calls, and I appreciate uh, all the information you guys give. Um, uh, in regards to the um, fungus and the laundry, the suggestion is that we do laundry with borax. So my concern is I have a lot of the, uh, hoodies from EMF, and yeah. the, um, the, the silver, um, what will happen to the silver um, thread if you use borax on it, or it doesn't matter? Well, see, I mean, I, you know, I've washed those things with regular detergent and borax. Like, I have um, Silverell underwear, and then the stuff I put on my head, it does become weaker as you wash it. So, you probably want to hand wash that stuff if you can. Like, oh, if you can. Uh huh. I mean, I, 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 I hand wash it, but I mean, would borax um, affect the threads? 
Yeah, I think it does. I, I mean, I, I do personally. I'm not, I'm not sure about the science, but I think it does. It, um, it kind of, um, it, it does weaken, weaken the material. Um, you know, because I experienced that. I got one of the hoodies and I washed it with just regular detergent. Uh-huh. It washed borax, but it did become weaker. Like it, it, it didn't work as good. Yeah, no, um, yeah, because I'm just trying to find the mid ground because um, I think I have some of that fungus problem too, but uh, I don't want to ruin all my clothes either. I mean, some of the, uh, you know, the silverella type of things. So I'm just trying to find a mid ground, and then um, I think more better than but, regular detergents, but yeah. I, I think still kind of weak in the material. Yeah. Um, one last question that I wanted to ask uh, ask you, Kyle. Um, you know, years ago I read, I mean, saw on your YouTube about the the poisonous uh, odors, you know, like fresh baked bread and uh, fake uh, sewer and stuff like that. And right now I I don't know quite how to interpret what's going on or, well, what to do with it. In my enclosure, somebody's been spraying something that smells like real, you know, fake something. I mean, just really spray my bedding and the walls in the uh, uh, enclosure and then outside when i step outside in the living room i could smell the fake sewage it used to come through the uh the 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 toilet bowl but it's not coming through the toilet bowl and i'm getting a little bit desperate as to where it's coming from they they did that at my old house um they don't do it to me in my condo but they can they can push stuff through your pipes like so somebody can either from their house or from outside like some of the ground pipes they can push uh, a toxin up into your house because so you, I'd get it in the I'd just get it in one side of my house. Um, so so it's some kind of thing that disperses in the air and they can actually put it through your pipes. Like well, if you got a plumber or something like that, there was a plumber that lived by me, so I got a lot of that. And well, they like, can put it in your ductwork too, Kyle. They could blow it through your ductwork and you'll smell it. Yeah, that's that's true too. So is yeah. it how toxic is it, and should I use a fan to blow it out, or do I spray the air with white vinegar? Or yeah, I think yes, the, yes. The I use is, white vinegar, and also mm-hmm. uh, if it's really bad, I'll set up. I've got six floor fans, and I, when you can't open all the windows and doors, and I blow them outward to oh, blow okay. it out of the house. Okay. Also, I use a lot of white vinegar. Your house smells like vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the, see the other problem I have is I have uh, perts coming in and out of my house at least three or four times a day. So I have to they sabotage or use countermeasures to whatever I do. So I'm scared mm-hmm. if I if I put um, you know a lot of layers of things. I have to be careful because they'll make holes in it or they'll tear it down, and I'm not sure what they'll do with the paint. So mm-hmm. um, that's how I mean, the battle. Like, I mean, it's a battle with me, too. Like, the cleansing program, they started reintroducing toxins and, you know, things like that. you got to keep, you just got to keep on point and keep doing it. Uh-huh. Um, and, and anything that you can take with you um, when you go out, like, in a book sack or something, uh-huh. you know, take it with you. Um, but that's just going to be one of the things because you got a, you got a bunch of people kind of working on it. Yeah, so they're yeah. going to find, find workarounds. So you just got to kind of keep doing what works. And then when that comes, you know, when they try and mess with it, you know, keep, you know, try and, try and knock that out of the way. You know, try and, it's, it's tough. 
I mean, it's tough to keep up with these guys because they're making money for it, and, you know, we are losing money. Um, oh, Kyle, do you all have any you. kind of oily stuff, and when you wash your hands, it feels all gummy, gluey? No, I don't I don't get any of that, but I'm kind of worried they're putting stuff on my, you know, doorknobs, and um, so I'm going to get a black light. I'm going to get a I think we should all get a black light. See if there's any I'm sorry, I don't know your name, the lady who just talked, but you can you can put a black light over your bed to kind of see if it lights up, to see if that spray lights up, um, and then wash it off, and then use the black light again to see if you've gotten it off. But I think we all need to get you know black lights to because uh, it'll it'll highlight those toxins they put in our environment. Um. Are you referring to me? I mean, my name is Kay. Um, the black light, that, those are light bulbs that are black in color? Uh, you know, the black lights, it's like, uh, they're kind of like purple. Like a, uh, You can get one that's um, a, like a long light bulb. Um, I think that would be the best one to get. It's kind of like a long light bulb put in plastic, and then you can just plug it in and kind of run it over like your walls or your doorknobs. Um and any kind of toxins, I think, that they're using, I think they're uh, iridescent, so they're going to show up. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, I haven't done that yet, but I'm going to do that because, you know, the cleansing programs work with me really good, but they are trying to, uh, you know, trying to find workarounds, you know, trying to get that the toxin airborne, you know, in my parking lot, but it's a big parking lot, so they're having trouble with that. Um, you know, you just kind of got to keep going, keep cleansing out, you know, and I, I know it's people, so it's it's hard to think of this as a disease, but to treat the symptoms, you're going to be in a much better place, you know, walk it out, to cleanse yourself, um, you'll find a lot more strength and energy to then deal with this is, is what it really is. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Let me see if anybody else wants to join in. Well, Derek's call is going to be starting in about 10 minutes. I'm curious what you guys think about uh, Conrad and, and about his walk across America. If you guys support it, what your thoughts are on it. Oh, I don't know, but I think we still ought to try to work together on Oprah or get on, you know, we can fight Dr. Phil again. I don't know if we can fight him or not. We don't have Reverend Pat Robertson anymore. He used to make a lot of reports. Oh, incidentally, I heard a minister on T on the radio today preaching about one world order. He said, we're never going to have peace. We're going to keep on fighting. We're all go, oh, still going to have dissension until we have one world order, one world government. And I thought, why in the world is he preaching that?
quiet night. <laughs> so here we go. Here's CC. Well, Derek's going to have somebody. Hi. I forget who he's speaking. Hi, everyone. I wanted to respond to the lady that just asked why a preacher was preaching that. And being a Christian myself and uh, knowing the Bible, the little bit that I do, and I should know more, uh, that is what's going to happen. I absolutely believe the Bible is our is the Word of God, and it's and it's our uh, guide for life. Um, so that is what's going to happen. Uh, much of what we're going through today uh, can be attributed to uh, Bible prophecy. Uh, you know, uh, the I mean, even Fukushima uh, it may be a part of that. Um, uh, and animals dying in herds, the bee population dying. You know, it's uh, although a lot of it is man-made death, it is part of what the Bible prophesies prophesizes about. So um, I would uh, I would imagine that the lady who just spoke feels uh, or perhaps is not a Christian and. Uh, I very much am a Christian, but I do not believe a book written 4,000 years ago can tell us what is going to happen today. But you may believe what you want, and I believe what I want. The Bible has many, many prophecies, but each one has 12 interpretations. So I don't know whether we can know or not. You can just believe it and hope and pray for the best. Yeah, I I believe... Um... You know, I, I've listened to some very, very good teachers and um, uh, teachers of the Bible, and Chuck Missler is one of them, and Greg Laurie and Don Stewart. Uh, all three of them, I think, are prolific teachers of the Bible, and they all teach that the times that we're living in right now are end times. So... Um, you know, we we might have twenty or fifty years left, maybe sixty years left, but it sure doesn't seem like we're going to have very much longer. Well, I believe that we have an eternity, long, long, long time to live, and I don't think anything's going to happen to our earth. I just don't believe that. Reverend Pat Robertson, I love dearly. He just went off. He's only on CBN now, his own channel. That I used to get him every morning at 10 o'clock, but he preached a lot of things and a lot of reports about us and things that we were doing. He had a program on chips one time when nobody else would ever do things like that. When I had a chemical group years ago, he did us a chemical program where nobody else would even talk to us. Does anybody know, Ella, Does he is he still on CBN? No, I really don't know. I can't answer uh, Is this Stacey talking? Is this your name, Stacey? Yes. Hi, I'm I'm Lonnie. Uh, Now, I'm a Christian, too. And when I really, really, really started studying the Bible, prophecy and everything, all the way from Genesis to Revelation, was back in 2003 when I began to be targeted. I thought, okay, (laughs) it's time for me to start studying. And all it's done is confirm very much what you said, what uh, Ms. Burr says, what Greg Laurie says, what Lobby Zacharias says, what so many people who have really spent life studying it are right. saying. There's actually nope. a oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I just can't, nobody gives a date. We don't know. God can say, okay, no, he's going right. to overcome this horrible technology. My, my problem with uh, believing that he's going to wait is that the problem, I believe, 
is not technology. It's technology in the hands of human beings, which yeah. has always proven that yeah. don't even like. So yeah. uh, it's, it's only been a comfort to me. And I would say just dig right into it. I was going to say that earlier, but since you you brought it up, um, that, that's my suggestion to you. You pray, and, and he gets closer to you, but all it does is confirm if you study it. Study the book of Daniel. That's the most faith-affirming book I've ever read in my life or part yeah. of it. You know, that, um, it's yeah. Bless you, hon. I know you're going through a lot. So. Yeah, it's tough, but um, I... I um what was I gonna mention? You had said something that triggered another thought. Um poop. Um Oh, the clincher of all of this prophecy is that it is in the Bible that the Jewish people would return to Israel. And yes. and that's when the clock uh uh moved up to one minute before midnight. Okay. Uh, let me give you an idea. What does that mean? One minute before midnight. What does that mean? Essentially, in all of in all of time, we have like one minute left. We don't know when the rapture is going to happen. That. Why would you? It think could happen any second. Why do you think the world is coming to an end? Because the Bible. <laughs> I'm a Christian because of the Bible. But and the Bible was written by men, and the Bible is a prophecy book. And all, and I have great faith. I really do. But it is a faith. I say to God, you are my hope, my strength, my courage, my being. I would not exist without you. But it is a faith. Uh, Cece, may I one more suggestion? I'll be quiet. I'm not going to get into religion with you. I love you, but I don't want to get into religion with you. <laughs> I'm not talking to you. I'm Alice. I'm talking to Cece. She's talking to me. Okay, there's okay. A, Good. a young evangelist who is, he's in a, is, he lives in Israel. He was born in Israel. He still lives there. He lives on the plain of Megiddo, but I, he's on YouTube all the time. And I think you would love to hear him because he definitely believes. What's his in name? What's in his the, name? Okay, Amir, A-M-I-R, Sarfati. It's Sarfati. It, it's T-S-A-R-F-A-T-I. And I believe... Mm-hmm. You can also get it by looking for Behold Israel. But he's very okay. Amir T S A R F A T I I. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. He is I just started typing Amir and then T and then his name popped up. Oh, so good. it must be pretty um pretty uh well known then. He is. He said log on to him because it won't be long before Facebook cuts him out because <laughs> he's always, you know, they're um, yeah, I, I see him. He's on YouTube as well. Yeah, he's got a lot of. I see that he's on. I'll I'll go ahead and I'll watch him uh, a couple times too. Yeah, I mean I'm a firm believer. It is faith, and and be, having faith is either believing is is literally believing in the Word of God and that the Bible is the Word of God. Um, if you don't have faith, then you don't believe. Um, and then you can't. No, that's not true. You can't say that to other people. I mean, you can believe what you want, but then I have the right to believe the way I want. So that's I, true. but that's you know, true. I, I want to get back to this one world order because I don't see that the world needs to be in one government. I don't care what the Bible says, but we are all different kinds of people. So we each need our own government that suits our life and way of living. 
But why do they want to have a one world order? It's insane. Um, it because the, all the, because the banks, um, I, can, I can answer that question for you, because the okay. banks are, uh, most of the major banks, or yeah, almost yeah, 99% yeah. of them, are dealing in the, the American dollar. And if other countries who don't want to deal in the American dollar, because it literally represents paper, it doesn't represent gold, silver, or any kind of real uh, ten, uh, tangible uh, value, yeah, yeah. Uh, then they lose mm-hmm. everything. Then everything that they say they have in their bank account is literally nothing. Well, Essentially, you know all of the uh, – just, yeah. just a moment – just a moment. And all the money that the United States has borrowed, the trillions of dollars, is literally nothing. It's it's owed to nobody because it is nothing. So the, the banks don't want that to happen. Um, uh, so the banks and the multinational corporations, and there's a few probably unknown people at the very, very top, uh, that want this one world uh, government That's so true. that they don't lose their wealth. Right. That's true. That's why but, they want a one world And they also want to thin the herd. They oh, want they to kill want off control a bunch everything. Of they want to control everything. They want to control people. But we better start listening maybe to what he said. He did make a comment. I got in on the middle of it. And he said, you had better prepare your money. To know because he said when they switch it, it could be any minute, any second, and you could be done for. It is likely, uh, it, it said, uh, uh, that they will do this on uh, Friday at 4 or 5 o'clock. They yeah, will empty yeah. everybody's bank accounts, and come Monday morning, nobody will, no one will still ha- not have any money, and that's when they'll go into um, this. Uh, um, system where you have to have a mark um, on your forehead or or on your hand uh, in order to buy or sell or Mm -hmm. even to have a job. Mm -hmm. And those who don't accept the mark will be Christians, and they will literally, this is all biblical, by the way, uh, <laughs> no. this, is, this is all in the Bible, and uh, that's why I say to you, the Bible, we are in end times. It is that's literally playing out before our eyes. Ella, maybe you could find an expert speaker for us on this topic. Do you think so? Ella, 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 Ella. I would love to call uh, Pastor Greg Laurie or Pastor no, Donald Stewart. I don't mean Pastor. I mean, just he was yeah. warning us today. This could happen any second, and I don't know how to handle my money or what to do about it or how to prepare oh, for I it. Do you want to know something, Alice? Actually, during the week, I had a conversation with a woman, and we discussed this very topic. Um, just maybe getting someone that can help us mm-hmm. with, with these with this matter, you know, these different things that can happen. Um, so, yeah, I, I like the suggestion. I'll take it. If you guys have anybody in mind, email me. Yeah. Um, Who's that guy on the radio every day? Dennis Prager? Is it Prager Institute? I'm not familiar with him. I don't know if he knows enough about it. He might. I can tell you what will have value. Food, water, and shelter. That is well, about the only thing that will have value. Um, yeah. And I will tell you why. Even gold in your hand may not have value because no. if you don't have the mark on your forehead or your hand, 
you will still not be able to buy anything. You will not be able to work. You will not be able to sell. You will not be able to do anything. Now, if you have a yard full of vegetables and fruit trees and a cow for milk or whatever, (laughs) then you'll go further than most people, except you'll have to fight off people from coming onto your property and stealing your food. That is how bad it will be. They are selling dry, pressure-dried food that lasts for six months or six years. And it's all GMO. It's all genetically modified food, by the way. No, I don't think this one is. This is a different company, and I don't think it's on Dennis Prager's program. It's on some others. And it's a program that Mike Bell comes on. It's on that radio channel, I think. And this company sells it all day long. Maybe it's on WNIS Fox, and he sells it all day long, and it's made to last for, I don't forget he said, six months or six years. Who is selling that? I forgot the name of that person. There's, there's, um, I know Costco has um, big white um, uh, canisters of that food that's supposed to last, I think, two, three, four, you know, six months. But uh, I have that. I'm sorry. It was going to happen in 2012, and I have had this box ready since then. You can get, like, uh, camping food, freeze-dried, all that, you know, water bottles, all that stuff we have, batteries. Flashlights, non-battery flashlights. We've, you know, because there was all that, you know, in 2012, there was this concern that everything was, yeah. that everything mm-hmm. was, you know, and they've been saying that for years, you know. And I think it's a good idea. We do need to be prepared. I don't think we should live in fear. You know, we have enough to worry about. Um, but I think nice if you're have, a Christian, you don't have anything to fear. If you're a Christian now, and you and you love God more than yourself and more than anything else, then you will go up in the rapture. But if you're not full, a full-on Christian and you haven't given yourself up to uh, Jesus, oh, then you're going to be left behind. And you're going to be, and, it's, and they're going to tell you that aliens took the rest of us. No, they're not. That's oh, yes, oh, yes you, they are. You have your beliefs. No, um, Derek's call is about to start. Um, and so his, let me give you guys this call number, guys. It's 115 one one five eight six three, and you know we just have to kind of like I said, I, this is just my what I do for me. It works for me. You know, I do try to prepare. Um, I just I don't worry too far ahead in the future. You know, for me, if I can get through the day, that's that does me. That's all I need to do is worry about today. Get through today. Um, reach out to people. Do some activism, and I feel a lot better because you know, you know, I don't know about heaven or hell, but this feels like hell. You know, I really yeah, it is hell. This is it is, honor. you know, and we have to do everything we can to kind of pull ourselves out of it. And for me personally, you know, you know, being of service and taking care of people and reaching out to people and doing what we can, it kind of takes you out of your own problem, you know, if that makes any sense, your own issues. Yeah. Just do what yeah. we can, you know, and some days we just have to make it through the day and that's it. Can't give anything. Um, but that works for me. And I found this something I put in here, and I'm not sure in the context that it was written or I just had put this in my notes, but I really liked it. I ran across it today. Um, Ronnie Kildee, um, most of us are familiar with her. She's an author, um, and she left um, some formidable work. And it says something about, in accordance to two following statements, the only way to protect yourself against the military secret technology is the knowledge about it and that our human energy is stronger than any other artificially created by oppressors. I thought that was pretty powerful. Can you repeat that again? Sure. It says... This was, I think, was in her works. 
In accordance to two following statements, the only way to protect yourself against the military secret technology is the knowledge about it and that our human energy is stronger than any other artificially created by oppressors. Oh, yeah. Something positive. I liked it. Okay, so I'm going to, um, I have, I see Oregon wants to say something real quick, and I don't want to run over his call too much, so a few more minutes, guys. Hi, Oregon. Oregon? Hi. <laughs> it's my earbuds being kind of messed up. <laughs> well, but, hey, Gloria. Um, I just want to say something, something really, really quick. Um, sure. I was on a prayer call last night. And uh, I had been going, you know, to this conference call, you know, uh, attending there. I think it's, I've done it for like three weeks. And so every time she has this prayer, um, I go there and, and, and I'm telling you, we just, each one of us say our prayer. Now, I pray a little bit differently from the way they do, but we are united because we all are targeted individuals. But we do pray and we ask God for different things that, you know, that we need. And I'm telling you, last night I had the most peaceful rest. I mean, I I, I just, um, even as she was speaking and saying her prayer, I'm sitting here and I'm getting into this this really deep peace. I mean, it was awesome. So I think that what God really wants targeted individuals to do is to gather together and pray. Pray the way you think that you should be praying, but just pray, you know, because it's so, there's so much power in that, and there's so much, um, I mean, God hears, you know, and he sees what we're going through. So I just wanted to add that a little bit. I mean, I, I felt a peace that I hadn't felt in a long time, long time. I have been feeling that every time I go to the prayer. So I just wanted to add that. Thank you, Gloria. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> okay, so to get to um, Derek's call, you just dial the talk shoe number, it's 724-444-7444, as you know. And so you'll put in 115-863-POUND and then one pound, and you can get in there. And then, um, and also on my announcement, I have all the call information at the bottom of it. Okay. So okay. About the other, the other uh, podcast going on. Okay, guys, on that note, I'm going to do the recording and the call and see you guys over on Derek's call. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.